Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to You've Got This, a new podcast by Sandy and Donnie by Your New Life Ministries. This is our brand new podcast that I hope you will enjoy from one episode to the next. This is to uh, help you and inspire you. We do this by interviews, devotionals. We do this by the music that we'll play within it. And it's all to help you step into your destiny, to wait on your answered prayers and believe that your dreams are going to come true. That you can do this life thing when you've let God lead the way. You've got this. And if you have a you've got this moment you like to share with us sometime, in other words, in your face, you know that God helped you through your situations. Please reach out to us by email, through our website, or through YouTube. And our website is yournewlifebooks.com. Our email is info at yournewlifebooks.com. And keep listening because we're about to have a new website launched. It's yournewlifeministries.org. So let's begin with our first episode. We are going to be on the next few episodes telling a little bit about us. So you get to know who we are. So we're going to start off with my story and then with Donnie's. And then how God brought us together. Then we're going to have some awesome topics and interviews. And Donnie himself has um, episodes that he's going to be bringing you called Straight Talk for Men. All right, let's begin. Well, my life wasn't always the better roses that God has blessed me with now, even with the trials that I endure. Yes, everyone still has them. I was married before, and I thought that that's what I wanted and it was good at first and we loved each other and we had two wonderful kids but that didn't always stay that way I grew up a Catholic and I didn't know the first thing about Jesus um, I went to a Catholic church and it was so so much a sense of formality there was a bunch of kneeling and standing and kneeling and standing and until well your your brother thinks you're bending over to pick up a mesolette and yeah he let me fall to the ground i was fainting really <laughs> but yeah he thought i was bending over to pick up something let me do it wake up to a bunch of faces all over me uh while i was laid out on the pew uh half of these faces whom i didn't even know um wondering if i was okay but i never learned about jesus they didn't teach me to read the bible there that would come after i got married and we moved back from the states and i started going to my mother-in-law's baptist church where i learned about jesus so i walked the aisle gave my heart to the lord but at this time it was only head knowledge my ex got out of the service and when he got out of the service he went back to his old way of drinking and he didn't become an alcoholic just like that it took a few years but he went back to wanting to party with his friends and okay it it wasn't that bad at first but it 
grew worse and worse as the time went on. We moved back and forth from South Carolina to Texas so many times. And at one particular time, is this is when it got bad, is when we moved uh, to Bastrop. And he met the person who taught him his trade as a tile setter. Gotta admit, though, he is a really good tile setter. But he also taught him something else. They work for themselves. And this guy was an alcoholic. And so my ex joined with him in taking their beer to work. And soon he began drinking all day long. So once your body thinks that's the norm, it wants it. Well, the more that he used, the more he drank, the more he wanted drugs. That's where it got bad. The rages came when he needed a fix because of the withdrawals and me and the kids we suffered we we lived with such a constant state of fear and such a state of worthlessness and feeling like as invisible because every time I tried to tell him how much he was hurting me and the kids it was oh it's all about you so I began to feel like I didn't matter and I didn't have a voice my kids were suffering at the same time, but I was in so much pain, I couldn't see it. And I wanted to end it all. So I went to the back of the property and I was gonna take my life. I had some muscle relaxers from a bad back I have and I was gonna take them all. And then all of a sudden, my boys come to the back of the property. They didn't have a reason, they were up front with their friends but they just all of a sudden came to see where I was. And they saw me crying and they hugged me and they said, Mom, we love you. And as they walked back, that's all it was. I heard a voice saying, see, if you do this, who will be there to love them? Well, that jolted me into reality. See, if you're out there listening and you've known somebody who tried to take their life or maybe you're thinking it yourself, all you can see is the dark all around you and all the pain. The, that person didn't want to leave you. It's just the darkness was so bad that's all they could see. That's all they realized was existing and they had to get away from it. See, God had to jolt me back into reality. He had to change my focus. And he did that by my kids who meant everything to me. So I sat there and I prayed, Lord, and I cried. It's like, God, I can't do this life thing. Help me. This is when I truly understood, I truly surrendered, where the head and the heart agreed, and that's where I was born again in June of 1998. That is when I began to write poems. They just flooded my head, and I couldn't get enough of the Bible. I read and studied the Bible all day long. It was my lifeline. Nothing changed between me and my ex. It was still continual. It, the fight's still continual, but I had a strength within me from the Holy Spirit and that, and that came from reading, reading the Word. He says He's the bread of life. You need to read the Word of God and you need to stay in contact with Him by talking to Him and praying to Him every day. That's how relationships grow. That's how you grow spiritually. If you don't spend time with your best friends or with your husband or your wife every day, that relationship is going to suffer. Well, it's the same way with our spiritual relationship with our Heavenly Father. We grow when we stay in the Word and we stay talking to Him. 
well, I soon learned that I was growing in him and I was realizing how he was bringing scriptures to my mind because he says, I will, I will remind you those things I have taught you. It says in John 14, 26. So he has to, you have to read it first for him to remind you of it. And he did. But I still kept having the issues. I still felt like I had no identity. I still had that pain and that fear within me. There was a lot that God needed to work out in me. And we had really one bad fight one night. And I felt like God had abandoned me. And I prayed that those words to him. Then the very next day, a co-worker at work came up to me was handing me a flyer for a Bible study she was starting at lunch once a month and she says the words God has not abandoned you well that just blew my mind because only God knew I prayed that that was my first experience of a word of knowledge and I decided I was going to go well, I went there and she said I feel so much oppression coming from this room and she later came and she talked to me and she said Sandy that oppression's coming from you and if you'd like to get together and talk to me I'd love to be there for you so we did and it really helped me out she told me a lot of things she told me she says number one don't have a past that means don't keep any secrets because the enemy's going to use them at the most inopportune time to bring them out in the open god will surely do it but that's not to destroy you and create division like the enemy will that's just so you don't have anything held against you that you have a clean slate so you tell if you have something that needs to be told to somebody don't keep any secrets you do it then he, she also said that the enemy does not like love and so whoever he's working through he uses the same tactics over and over again because he knows our weakness he doesn't like love so that person will either melt or run then there's another thing that god doesn't give up on you he will always be there for you and he will be there for you to pick you up when you come to him and so this really helped me a lot and I've remembered it through life. And so I prayed with her and I felt like something lifted off my heart and I had the strength I needed. And one moment in another fight, in another argument where he came raging against me, it just, I opened my mouth and the Holy Spirit took over. And as he was raging against me, I yelled back at him, Satan, you say the same things over and over again. Can't you come up with anything new? Well, I'm not leaving. I love him. So you leave and get out. Well, my ex-husband just stopped. He was dumbfounded and he left. He came back two hours later and said, don't confuse me with none of that religious stuff. I thought, wow, this really works. Well, that wasn't all the lessons God had to teach me. He still had to teach me about submission that I had to submit as unto the Lord to my husband because he was the head of the household. No, I can't go against what the Lord's will is, but I still had to submit to him if it's not going against God's will. And that was something that was really hard to do. And sometimes you just need to just 
also fight the anger with love. Doesn't that say that in the book of Romans? Overcome evil with good? Well, Lord was teaching me that as well. That's how I combat it because you reap what you sow. If you spew out anger, you're going to get it right back. So one night he came in, picked a fight so he could go get his drugs. They gave him an excuse to leave. And he comes back and starts sowing, it's your fault, you know, this, that, and the other. And then I heard the audible voice of God. And he tells me to go apologize. And I'm thinking, what? I didn't start this. So, nope. I can't do it. Then I hear it again. Go apologize. I still said again, I didn't start this. Then the third time, go apologize. So I said, oh, okay. And as soon as I did, he stopped right then and there from his ranting and raving. And say, wow, that's really cool. And you know, I'm sure God was thinking, here my daughter is hearing my audible voice for the very first time. And she's arguing with me. So I'm sure he wasn't angry. I think he was probably kind of humorous. Well, all these trials that I had been through. And during this time, I lost my 16-year-old son to a car accident. And my older son was getting worse and worse because of the abuse that he had been suffering. This went on for years. I finally left him because it got too much. I was losing my identity and I couldn't stop. And I couldn't take it anymore. And so I finally left and I finally got a divorce. But I, I kept writing. And even during this time, God began giving me books to write. To date, I've written 27. And he kept working through me. And he even told me that he was going to have them published. Yes. But there was still more for me to learn. But until then, we're going to take a short break and play some music for you. So we'll be right back for the rest of the story. Somebody, somebody will never leave you. God only knows what you've 
you God only knows how it's killing you But there's a kind of love that God only knows God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you enjoyed that song and now for the rest of the story I did finally end up getting published God brought me to a wonderful publisher I've learned some things along the way that you have to trust God because even when you're at your worst moments he's not gonna fail you he's taught me that even as you're in a race when you fall you don't go back to the beginning you pick up from where you leave left off he told me once he says even when you're in a race if you fall I'm gonna be there to pick you up because even if you fell in the middle of it and you go on to win the race you're still no less a winner even though you fell along the way so it just matters that we keep getting back up and that's where our faith is judged on not on our momentary weaknesses but our faith is judged in the getting back up he's told me that we're so much harder on ourselves than he is he's full of mercy and grace well that was a pretty interesting story i hope our viewer our listeners enjoyed it but uh what would you say to the girls or young ladies that are dealing with that those kind of issues now well, I've learned a lot. And while I wouldn't want to go through these trials again, I do want to tell them that sometimes your trials are not because you've done anything bad. Sometimes it's God wanted to teach you something and draw something out of you. I ha now have a passion to help young ladies discover the women and the princesses in Christ that they really are and that no one has the right to use you or abuse you and I wouldn't have learned that any other way so if you're going through a trial like I've been through don't wait till it gets really bad and you almost want to take your life before you reach out to God 
reach out to him right where you are and ask him also to open your eyes he did provide so many opportunities to me for me to help me and to get me out that i had my own set of standards and my own idea of the way i thought he needed to answer my prayer i kept him in a box god is limitless please don't keep him in a box please don't limit him to what you think needs to happen because you may miss so many opportunities that he's trying to deliver you reach out to him and don't wait well and i also know that some women say that uh oh god doesn't exist he doesn't care and all this and we know as christians that those are trials and there's no quick end in sight for trials because we don't know how long those trials are so for your personal experience and those trials how long would you say those trials lasted and, and what can you do to give those women that are going through those certain trials hope that it will end you just don't know when because god promises us he says that in psalm 60 12 that God will trample down our enemies and we will gain the victory. He says it's promised that we are victors. That, And he says so many times in the Bible, I will never leave you or forsake you. And, and again, he says it in another place, I will not fail or forsake you. So that is a promise and God is a covenant keeping God that he will not break that promise. And rather than putting it off, go ahead and call out to him now because your answer's in the calling and even if you don't have the words to say some of the best prayers or are just two words jesus help because if you read in psalm 139 it says he knows every word that's going to come out of our lips before we even speak it so he already knows what's in your heart he just wants you to call out to him one final question uh, for to inspire our listeners is when uh, what moment do you think that you got you you've got this moment that you know that God has given me the control that way our listeners can realize what moment that is well even though he had given me book after book to write it took me years to to, to let go of that control because I was so scared of being hurt. So he really had to deliver me from a lot of fear. And it really came in one moment with my older son who still hasn't had that moment yet. He has been on the streets because he's refusing to give his pain to God. He's wanting to use that temporary piece in a bottle that steals your life, your joy, your money your purpose and I haven't heard from him in years but this has been an ongoing process and he had been having those moments and he had been closer at hand where at least I could go see him and he came back from that many years ago a few and about five years ago and he started doing good and he was doing good for about a year and I thought he had it and even started going to church with me and calling the pastor and then his trigger hit see if you don't get healed if you don't give those hurts to God and you're still going to get triggered by those emotions if you don't let him heal them and 
then something's going to trigger it. And if you don't cry out to God, you're going to look for the quickest escape. And that's what he did. And I got so upset because I just wanted my son back. I wanted him healed. And I got so mad at God. And he let me know in such a gentle way by and showed that some of you older people might know, but the younger crowd, the teenagers might not know. It's called Little House on the Prairie. And there was one scene in the episode in there where there was um, a mom and a dad and three daughters. The oldest um, went blind and she didn't want to go to a blind school and it was suggested and back in these days they didn't have cars this took back like in the 1800s and they didn't have cars they had horses and they had wagons they had trains and so where the blind school wall was it was uh like in another state i believe so it wasn't no close journey uh for them to go see them whenever they wanted to um and so they agreed they're going to take her there and they're breaking the news to her and 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 she didn't want to go once he gets there she kept saying pa don't leave me here don't leave me here and she's crying and and he does because he knows that's what's best and after her kicking and screaming a while she starts working the program and she learns see she had wanted to be a teacher before and she learned so well that her instructor was being moved from there to a blind school close to where her parents lived. It's in traveling distance. And she was actually gotten so well at this that she was going to go with him and help teach in the blind school. And so when it come time for her to leave the school to, pre- to prep, to go on to the blind other blind school being open to teach and her pa's coming to pick her up once he gets there she has this moment with him and she says thank you pa for leaving me here that's when i got it you see my moment came when she realized that that was for her best see our trials when you trust God's love, when you trust in his love for you so much, you know he's going to get you through this. And even though you can't see your way out, you trust him so much that you know he's going to get you through. That's when I got it and say, okay, God, you love me. You're going to get me through this. You've got a plan for my son and you're going to bring him through this. And I am going to see him saved and, and, and born again because you promised that in your word in six, Acts 16, 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. That means my son. So I came to that aha moment that, you know, God, you've got me. You've got this and I trust you. Well, do you hear that, listeners? Why don't you give us a shout out and let us know when you think you got your first or you got this moment. And just uh, email it to us at Your New Life Ministries. And uh, our email address is info at yournewlifebooks.com or you can reach out to us through Facebook or YouTube. Just send us a link and give us a like in the box if you like what you hear so far. you have anything else you'd like to add to our listeners? No, just please drop us a line and keep listening for more episodes of You've Got This. 
and go to our website at yournewlifebooks.com and coming soon is a brand new website called yournewlifeministries.org where it's being worked on as we speak so until next time you got this when you let god lead the way Is it kind of love that God only knows?